Hi guys, welcome back to Wayward Fans, a supernatural podcast. I am Shannon. And I'm Leanna. Today we're talking about episodes 13 and 14 of season 2, Houses of the Holy and Born Under a Bad Sign. Houses of the Holy is directed by Kim Manners. Yay! Yay! And written by Sarah Gamble. So, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, starts in Providence, Rhode Island. We're in a real seedy looking apartment with a real, and I apologize to the lady, but a pretty trashy looking girl uh, who's kind of slumped on her couch watching late night TV, uh, flipping through channels. She ends up on a Christian channel, uh, watches it for a bit, and then shuts off the TV, and then the lights start flickering. The TV comes back on to the same channel. Uh, she can't turn it off. She can't change the channel. <laughs> Everything in the room starts to shake. It's like an earthquake is happening. Um, and we hear a noise behind her. And she turns. And we're, she's looking into this really bright white light. And when we see the light, uh, there's like the shape of a human in it. And the light is shaped like wings behind him. And it looks like an angel. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's probably what she was hearing. Oh, of course, because that's what you hear. So right away, you know something is amiss when the lights flicker. You're right. Like, You're like, oh, spirit. Yeah. Um, the TV's coming back on and just talking to her was pretty good. Yeah. I was just like, that would creep me the fuck out. Yeah. Especially like uh, evangelists, like just throwing the god stuff at you right yelling like, he was you? pretty loud yeah I need to and leave. it was like looking he was looking like right at her right that was not okay what did that what is the fucking name of that movie that darren aronofsky one the really really sad one about drugs um requiem for a dream yes that's the one because that happens in that movie too with the the like jesus channel coming on and talking like right at that lady and they mock her and they laugh at her okay what i Saw that movie one time. Like, it's like, right I'm never going to watch it again. I, I was like, all right, that's good enough for me. I, I think I've seen it. fucking depressing. I've seen it three times. I saw it on my own the first time, like, literally by myself, which was horrible. Yeah, same here. And then uh, and then I showed it to John because I knew he'd like it. And then I showed it to Jennifer. And that was it. And Jennifer, like, read the book. Jennifer's seen it, like, I don't know how many times. And she read the book and she fucking loves it. I'm like, okay. It's just very depressing. It's a, it's a good very movie. sad depressing. movie, but yeah, it's an absolutely amazingly made movie. Yeah, but holy shit! But I don't I want to watch movies felt to like, get depressed. I felt suicidal at the <laughs> yeah. end. Oh, what's the point? It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> the point is the fucking podcast, Leanna. You're right, but I didn't even know about Supernatural <laughs> at that point. So. Or podcasting, for that matter. Well, that's very true. <laughs> Anyways. So, then we see Gloria, which is the girl, the trashy girl from the beginning, mm-hmm. sitting on a bed in, like, a, a robe reading the Bible, and she's a lot... She looks she's clean. She's totally cleaned up. Her eyes aren't yeah. all glassy, like... So, she, it looks like she's just in, like, a hospital room, mm-hmm. and Sam walks in, and she's like, hey, you're not the same guy. Um, and Sam is basically... It looks like he's just portraying himself as an orderly. Right. And he just wants to talk to he, her. He's like, I don't think you're crazy. I want to know what happened. Tell me what's up. And she basically lets him know that. Um, and this is when we find out she killed somebody. Right. Because God told her to. Or 
God it sent was God's an angel right. to tell her that she needed to do this. Um, we learn that she helped God smite an evil man and that she had to, she didn't get a name or what the guy did. She just was told that she would have a sign when it right. would happen. She got a sign outside this guy's house, went into him, went into the house, killed him, stabbed him in the heart because all she knew is that he was guilty to his deepest foundations, but she doesn't know for what. And the whole conversation between the two of them, um, I mean, he has some pretty good questions for her, like, why did God choose to talk to you right. to kill this person? And she says that she was chosen for redemption. Right. Um, and he even kind of asks her, like, when the angel was talking to you, how did you know it was an angel? Right. And she says um, that it gave her, like, this overwhelming feeling of, like, calm and, and peace. And right. I just thought that was weird since we find out it's not an angel at all. It's really just a vengeful spirit. Mm-hmm. So, like, how did that happen? I don't know. Yeah. I'm guessing that maybe um, be, since spirits seem to be the same way as demons, where they can, like, know stuff about you or read your mind. Oh, okay. Um, that maybe they can also, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh when you're uh, projecting, maybe they can oh, project okay. the feeling into your brain okay. so that you think you're feeling that. Right. Because as we find out, the spirit doesn't know that he's a spirit. He thinks he's an angel. Right. So maybe he's like unknowingly, unknowingly he's sending doing these out things. these okay. vibes. I don't know. I could see that. Um, so. <laughs> oh, jeez. We Sam gets back to the motel, which is just decorated with silhouettes silhouettes of busty women, and there's a painting of a nude woman on black velvet, so total class. Oh yeah. And Dean is just having a grand time Dude, on the magic fingers. The bed. look on his face. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Dean, that's pretty inappropriate. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just love Sam. He's like, You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> and he's just like I know where they get the magic and the magic fingers, man. You got to try this. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's like, no. He's like out of quarters and Sam doesn't have quarters and he's right. really unhappy. So Sam tells Dean what he found out. And Dean is like going stir crazy because Sam basically put him on house arrest. Because right. he's being looked for by the by FBI. By the FBI, right. But technically so is Sam. But I guess he's not as recognizable even though he's a moose. Well, I mean, <laughs> Dean's the only one that's actually committed murder as far right. as they're concerned. Right. So. Um, Did you just say because he's a moose? <laughs> yeah. He's really tall. He'd, he'd be quite noticeable. Um, so, but Sam tells Dean about what Gloria said and um, what, you know, that she killed. And the guy's name is Carl Gully. Mm-hmm. Um, and he totally believes her. He thinks it's an angel. Um, I don't think he totally believes her, but he finds her story believable. He thinks he believes her. He says it's the same. It's the second time it's happened, and he he believes in angels. When Dean says there's nothing, there's no such thing as angels. And this is one of my favorite parts because Sam is like, "There's, there's more no lore e- about right. this than anything else." And Dean's like, "Yeah, there's a fuck ton of lore about unicorns too." And Sam goes, "Wait, Wait unicorns no are unicorns? real?" <laughs> Oh, my God. I love that part. Oh, go, Sam. I wrote, they're letting Sam have some of the fun lines. Right? Because <laughs> he does it again later, too, in yeah. this episode. Um, Sam doesn't understand why Dean can't believe they're angels. Um, 
Dean doesn't really say anything at this point. He's just like, tell, this is when he's like, I'm stir crazy, man. I need to get out of well, here. Well, but Let's he tells go. him, I don't believe him because I have never seen one. Right. But he doesn't go into depth yet. No, like not he does yet, later. But he does say that. And all I right. could think at the start of this episode was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just Dean, if you only knew. Right. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. He uh he says he doesn't believe him because there's no hard proof. And Sam is like, what the fuck? What about everything we fight? And he's like, yeah, I've seen those things. Right. Anyway. So they're, they go to, he's like, let's go see what the sign is. Because Sam tells him, she said she saw right. a sign right outside his house. So they're like, let's go see the sign. So they go and it's just a, like a Christmas decoration of an angel. Right. Sitting on his front porch, which is all they think is a sign. It just seems like the last place you want to take is a crime scene. Right. <laughs> they're not making the best decisions. No. But, you know. In typical Winchester fashion. They gotta do what they're gonna do. So they're walking around the house and they see the basement and Dean's, or Sam's like, well, she did say he was guilty to his deepest foundations. And mm-hmm. Dean's like, you mean literally? And they're like, oh, let's check it out. Never know. So they check it out and Sam finds a fingernail with scratch marks in the wall, which I'm really glad we didn't have to witness that oh, happening. Oh, God, so yeah. So they dig, naturally, and they dug in the right spot, and they found bones. Yeah. Which, I mean, that was a pretty, I mean, that person had been there for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, So then it goes to another guy. I think his name is Zach, and we see him. He's He looks totally high, drunk, whatever. Right. He's got, like, a comic book on his chest, and he's just kind of out of it. He starts getting the same treatment that gloria got with the house shaking lights flickering angel being thing appears i guess that's just what's so weird about this episode for me is a lot of stuff that we never see happen with vengeful spirits happens right um yeah so it's just i don't know like shapeshifter skin falling off in the middle of the no fight. this is way more dramatic than that that's being real nitpicky <laughs> it is never happens well um, yeah like the three times we see shapeshifters you're right it never happens we see a lot of vengeful spirits in this show, and this never happens. It's true. But it also has never been a priest who didn't have his last well, rites right, who thinks but he's an angel. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it just seems unlikely that one spirit would have that kind of power. I mean, it's pretty fucking powerful what is being done. So Maybe I guess that's priest, just... you have power when you die. All I'm trying to say is that it's weird. It is weird. I agree with you. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to give them excuses to why it could Well, happen. and I'm not like looking for excuses. <laughs> I think it's intentional. I think it's supposed to look different and it's something that we're right. supposed to question. Well, yeah. And obviously, I think we're supposed to question it because of the whole angel aspect exactly. of this episode. Exactly. Um. So Zach leaves, he goes out walking, and while he's walking, we get to see what an actual sign looks like, which is just the figure appears in front of the house. In front of a house. So Zach goes up to the house that the angel, quote-unquote, appeared in front of, and he just stabs the guy in the heart after telling him what his name is. And the guy's like, can I help you? Right. Stab. That's really rude. Really? That's what you're going to say? It goes, no, my... Me, I just parked oh, again. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so it goes back to Dean. He's listening to a police re- radio, and he's really sad that he doesn't have any quarters for the magic fingers. <laughs> he keeps he well, he doesn't keep looking at it, but they make us a point to let us see that he looks at it like yes. all longingly. Yes. Um, and then Sam shows up. <laughs> Dean, do you have any quarters? <laughs> 
So Sam has been doing his research on Carl to see what, you know, bad things he's done and if he can find out what those bones were. And we find out that three college students have disappeared from the college where Carl worked at. I wrote where Carl lived, which is just weird. <laughs> anyway, um, and Dean tells Sam that he heard about Zach Smith, who stabbed a dude in the heart, turned himself in in the morning or that night or whatever, and told him it was because, you know, God's will. Right. And he goes, I have the victim's address. <laughs> so they go to the guy who just died's house, and we find out how good Sam is at passwords. <laughs> Well, even before that, what I found was pretty pretty disturbing was how easily Sam got into the locked window just with his knife all bloop, yeah. like turning the little key. It was like, oh, great. There's also a really funny outtake of that scene. Oh, really? Because um, they're shooting and it's obviously, it seems like it's something that's been going on for a while and they can't get the shot right. And so they're like yelling at him, just open the window. And he's like yelling through the window, I can't. You guys closed it too tightly. I can't open. There's a lot of swearing too. Um, he's like, I can't open the fucking window. They're like, just open the fucking window. He's like, I'm gonna come in there. I'm gonna fucking kick ass. He's like, I cannot physically open this window. <laughs> so uh, if you could find the season two gag reel on YouTube, it's it's pretty funny. I actually haven't watched that yet. Yeah, so. you should. I watched a lot of them. I and you haven't I, watched season two? No, I guess I skipped it for some reason. Because you know how YouTube will always go like, oh, next, yeah. a lot of times it's in order, but sometimes, sometimes it's just, it goes from like 7 yeah. to 11 or whatever. Right. <laughs> like, hang on a second. And you just watch because, yeah, but yes. You, you the, fall in the fucking rabbit, in the rabbit hole, hole of, of YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But yes, Sam can hack by guessing people's passwords. I'm... <laughs> Every time he does that, I'm like, how? You know nothing about this person. How well, did you do like, that? Hacking isn't guessing passwords. <laughs> but anyway. Oh it just reminds me of the movie Hackers, where they say the four most common, like, oh, the four most common passwords, passwords are. Yeah. And I'm like, is that what Sam's going with? And is this guy stupid enough to use one of those? <laughs> I guess. Because I don't. Anyway. Um, he's just entering law boy into all of them. Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah. So that's what everybody, that's, isn't that your password? No. <laughs> no. Mine's, Shit, mine's a little, yeah, you should probably change yours. <laughs> but they find out he had a locked file of saved emails from a woman named Jennifer, who they find out is actually a 13-year-old girl, and that they were going to be meeting today. So the do-gooder spirit, as Dean calls it, was, you know, stopping the potential, like, Child molestation. Yeah. And Sam's like, no, it's an avenging angel. Right. Um, then that's when Dean finds out that they both, both victims went to the same, or both killers, victims, killers. both victims went to the same church. Well, right? yeah, but they're bad guys, so I can see. Yes. Right. But they went to the same church, Our Lady of the Angels. Right. And Dean's like, of course that's what it's called. <laughs> they go to the church <laughs> and pretend to be new to town and looking for a new church they moved from uh where they moved from fremont texas and <laughs> father reynolds is like oh yeah i know that who was a who do you and dean's like yeah sure no uh father, father o'malley, O'Malley. <laughs> and he's like oh i know father shaughnessy right and dean's like what did what i did say, I say? <laughs> did i say o'malley i meant shaughnessy yeah <laughs> Oh, my God. I also just want to point out that you don't actually need to, like, interview with 
the priest right, you if you want to start to going church. to the church, right? <laughs> um, and they, they ask, start talking about angels. Right. They start, and then Sam asks about the painting of Michael mm-hmm. fighting the demon. And he tells, father tells him that they're more warriors than what people believe them to be. Right. Um, which is just feeding into, you know, to Sam more. He's starting to right. make, it's starting to solidify his belief that this isn't an angel here out to avenge right. people who are very bad and stopping them before they can do bad things. And um, the scripture that Father Reynolds quotes, uh, Luke 2.9, because I was reading it after I saw the show. Because right. I just, I like to read those types of verses because they'll change the words a lot for the right. show. This one stays pretty true to it. Um, but what I realized as I was reading it is it's, do you, did you ever watch, um, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah. It's the same it's Frank's scripture that, thing. well, it's the same <laughs> scripture that Linus recites. Oh, the, was it? Yeah. It's the same, well, he does the whole piece, but yeah. Right, right. That's where it came from. Huh. I love that part. <laughs> I love that stupid cartoon. <laughs> it is a good one. We watch it every every year at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guys are walking outside with the fa- with Father Gregory, and, or no, with Father Reynolds, and Dean asks what all the like moral stuff is at the end of the stairs, and Father Reynolds tells him it was Father Gregory, Thomas Gregory, who was actually shot for his car keys like two months ago. On the steps right there. Right. Um... So the father Reynolds goes back inside and then Dean is wondering why Sam is like so hung up on the angel thing. And, um, you obviously Dean has like no religious bone in his body and has like no faith. And he's saying, he says something about praying. He says, before I know it, you're going to start praying. Right. And then that's when Sam is like, I already already pray pray like every every day. day. Right. And Dean is Obviously, surprised. He's like, well, oh, the more you learn. Well, the things you learn about a guy right, is what he says. And I just, I don't know. And this is one of the things, because I am not religious per se, but I know a lot about religion. Mm-hmm. And it's something I would like to talk about, but you get a lot of this type of a reaction, like what you're seeing from Dean, like, wow, okay, that's weird. Right. You know? And so I just, I feel bad for Sam, because I mean, this is something that Sam does. He prays every day and he doesn't even, like, his brother doesn't even know about that, you know? Right. So. Well, he probably never tells Dean because he knows Dean's not religious. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of funny to me because they fight demons. So if you think there's demons, there's probably angels. Exactly. And that's one of the things that just, in this episode and even the whole first part of this series, I'm like, you guys, and it's something that's just always been kind of like a pet peeve of mine is you see a lot of movies and TV shows demons like it's always demons and you never see angels like mm-hmm. ever and so i got really excited at this episode because i'm like oh my god they're gonna do angels and then i was like oh they're not yeah. <laughs> i just always thought that was weird of dean to be so adamantly against it like right not even have because he doesn't budge the right. entire time that there could possibly be angels i mean maybe a tiny bit at the end when he has a moment of right. the god's will thing but right I'm just like, Dean, you fight demons who come out of hell. Right. Can I not be a balance to that, maybe? Right. I mean, I can understand that you've never seen one and that nobody, no hunter has ever seen one ever. Right. But maybe there's a reason for that. Exactly. You know, maybe they don't. I mean, we find out later, obviously. But <laughs> just come on, give Sam the benefit of the doubt. Right. And 
okay, sure, say like, yes, maybe it's an angel, but let's right. also consider it to be a spirit just in case. Which is what Sam's also doing, though. Right. Sam, the, the more that they look into it is the more Sam becomes convinced it's an angel. He doesn't immediately start out like, oh, it's angels. You know, <laughs> it's like, it could be. And then the evidence keeps pointing to it being one. Right. I mean, he's obviously more gung-ho about it in the beginning than Dean, just because right. he already has the faith in him for that. And Dean just is like, no. <laughs> Which I just right. never understood. Even my first watch through, I was like, but you fight demons. Right. Doesn't there have to be, you know, a light to dark? <laughs> right. To balance the world or whatever? Anyway. Um, so they go down into the church to see where Father Gregory is buried. Right. Because the- um, Reynolds tells them that he was buried in the church crypt. So Right. They go down there. Sam sees the angel statue start shaking like crazy. And then, do you ever uh, watch Doctor Who? Yeah. Doesn't this totally remind you? What are those guys the called? The Weeping Angels. Yes. Yeah. That the scariest show is episode fucking ever. Creepy. Oh my god. Yeah. So that just totally reminded me of that, which I'm sure everybody thought of that. When they yeah. Saw it. Don't blink. I think was the name yes. of that episode. Yeah. And it's still to me the scariest episode of that whole. Oh show. yeah. Hands down. Um also my favorite i just thought that idea was so cool plus they don't kill you they just send you back in time which is awful right like that is really awful <laughs> you just, could you just kill me <laughs> yeah. now i'm stuck here with like nothing right and you know no way of getting back <laughs> nobody knows me and i have to start over with my life but i already i know everything right oh, but okay, let's just not get into doctor Who. <laughs> yeah anyway so um Dean, Dean keeps walking and then he turns around and he's like, hey, come on, Sam, let's go. And he sees that Sam is like passed out on the ground and he wakes him up and Sam tells him that the angel, you know, contacted him and he knew it was an angel because he had this immense feeling of peace and grace watch over him. And Dean equates it to him being a raver. And he's like, okay, ecstasy boy, maybe right. we'll eat some glow sticks and another Dr. Seuss hat. Which is so funny because that's totally what happened in the 90s. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty accurate. <laughs> um, but I would just like to point out that we don't ever see that happen with a vengeful spirit either. Nobody's ever been knocked unconscious by one. No. After having a divine vision. Right. I just want to say that it may not be completely angels, but there's obviously something else involved besides just a vengeful spirit. Something more powerful. Right. Oh, so, so sorry. So this is when, because Dean offers him the flask. And he doesn't and drink Sam's it. Sam's like, I don't want to drink. And so, and this was something that I was watching. God, I spend way too much time thinking about Supernatural, but I was watching an interview with Jensen. <laughs> and um, one of the people told him, she was like, I I like that you do liquor face. And everybody's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, yeah. And um, take a drink. Of, out and of a flask like, and you make the face like oh i just swallowed like liquor because a lot of people you know you don't see that very much right a lot of actors will just take a shot and it's like nothing yeah uh and so he was saying and, and so this made me laugh because he's like i have two big pet peeves he's like people who don't look like they just took a shot and uh people who when they're driving <laughs> just look at the passenger and talk instead of looking at the road which, which he does all the time exactly so I laughed. Oh, silly Jensen. You do that all the time. I've noticed that, though. It's kind of like the thing I was talking about 
Um, with the cup. With the cup, where yeah. they pick it up and you know there's nothing in there. Right. And I always, I've every time I've seen Jensen take a drink, he does that. Yeah. Well, apparently. Like, oh, that's cool. According to him, it's kind of a 50-50 shot of whether it is water or liquor <laughs> on that set. So. <laughs> He's like, so a lot of time you're just like bracing yourself for it. And you take the shot. You're like, oh, it's just water. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So this angel, quote unquote, told Sam he needs to smite someone. And Sam did ask what the guy did. Uh, and the spirit said that it hadn't done anything yet. yet. So obviously it's going to do something bad and Sam needs to kill him before that happens. Dean is still refusing to believe that they exist, even though Sam has seen something. Um, He's upset because, uh, and this is where he gets a little bit more into it, saying that, I'll tell you who else had faith like that mom. She used to tell me when she tucked me in that angels were watching over us. Uh, In fact, it's the last thing she ever said to me. And... Dean or Sam's like, well, you never told me that. And he's like, well, yeah, because nothing was. Nothing watched over her. Nothing, you know, we fight all this immense evil constantly. And I've never seen any good or any help from up above. So, you know, and he just goes on this little tangent about how he want, he still wants hard proof before right. he'll believe that it's an angel um, right. because he doesn't think that they exist. So he wants to go do a seance. Um. To, because if they do a seance and the spirit shows up, then they know it's a spirit. And if it doesn't, then they then can start. Know. They can yeah, say because it's an Sam's angel. like, because that's what Sam says. He's like, well, if it is an angel, it's, nothing's going to happen. And Dean's like, exactly. Because who we are, we don't work based on faith. Right. Um, and I like this part because Sam's like, what does he say? A seance? I hope Whoopi's available oh, or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, I hope Whoopi's available. <laughs> So they go back to the church crypt and um, Dean sees that there's wormwood growing all over the shit. Sorry. <laughs> there's wormwood growing all over the priest's um, like headstone and which is associated with the uh, restless dead. Um, Stan doesn't think it means anything though. He's like, I still think it's an angel, especially now that it's contacted him. Right. Um, so, they're, they go to get their supplies, I guess, and they're coming back, and then Dean, or Sam sees a dude standing on the street corner, so, and the light appears Before we get to that, because uh, they're walking out of the store, and Sam's like, dude, we've been really ghetto with uh, rituals before, but seriously, a SpongeBob oh, yeah. placemat <laughs> for an altar cloth? And he's like, well, we'll, we'll just put, we'll put, just put it, it SpongeBob side down. <laughs> That is real. <laughs> but yes, then Sam sees the sign. And, so and Dean Sam, does not see it. Right. And Sam's like, we have to go kill him. We have to stop him. And Dean's like, you're not fucking killing anybody. You don't know. Right. What's going to happen. Right. And he's like, all right, look, let's, we'll just follow him. Because Sam's like, I'm not going to kill him. I'm just going to stop him from whatever he's doing. Right. And Dean's like, all right, let's go. But then Dean locks Sam out of the car and he's like, I'm not letting you kill anybody. Right. You go, you go do the, do the seance, seance. I'll take care right. of this guy. Which is probably a good idea. No, I totally, yeah, side with Dean on that one. Because who knows what would happen with his, you know, if if he's right and it's like a spirit controlling you somehow and making you do these things, who knows right. what would have happened to Sam if he got up close to that guy. I would like to point out that by Dean making the decision, he shows that he has faith in Sam to yeah. do the seance and tell the truth. 
Well, yeah. I don't think he, you know, Sam wouldn't. No, I'm talking about Faith. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. Just, I guess my point is that he has people... faith in his brother. Well, that's my whole angels, point, though, is that people, people discount faith because they think faith is only religious, but it's not. Right. And that's why I when just When I said Dean doesn't have faith, I mean strictly religious No, faith. I'm talking about Dean. I'm not talking about... Because in the whole, most of the series, Dean's like, I don't have faith. I don't believe in faith. But what people okay. don't realize is they do have faith. Faith is a natural part of being human. Right. And I think it's something that we need to be aware of, you know? Well, clearly Dean just thinks it means religious faith. Right. Because <laughs> he has faith in his brother. Right. Always. Right. Um, even when he does think he's going dark, he still has faith in him. Right. Um, but anyway, so Dean watches the dude pick up a lady, give her flowers, and they get in the car and they drive off. Back at the church, Sam starts the seance, and I actually was able to find, like, the Latin translation. I don't Ooh, know could how, you really? how right it is or not, but mm-hmm. basically, it's supposedly, Beloved hidden spirit, we seek you, we beg you, come speak with us, join our circle. I hope I didn't just summon something. Oh, shut up. We don't have any, we don't have the Spongebob placemat. <laughs> or the candles, and I didn't say it in Latin, so. See, there you go. I do. They they make some really good settings as far as rituals in this show. They do. They do a really good job. So he finishes the ritual, but then he gets caught by the father, uh, Father Reynolds. And he's like, I can explain. Actually, no, I can't can't explain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, it's a seance. Um, And he starts to explain it. And then Father Thomas actually shows up. Father Gregory. Right. Well, his first name is Thomas. Oh, right. Um, and Sam gets really sad that he was wrong. (laughs) And Thomas is confused as to why Sam is not on his path. And Sam is like, well, you're not an angel. You're just a spirit. And Father Gregory just is not convinced. He was like, yeah, I was a man. But then when I was shot, I felt the bullet come through me and I'm on God's path now. And he received the word of God. Um, and Father Reynolds is like, you're sending innocent people to murder. Right. And he's like, yeah, but they're getting redemption. And he's like, that's not your call. You can't know. Right. <laughs> that's not how it works. Right. Um, and he's like, and Father Reynolds tells him, he goes, men cannot be angels. Right. Just very sternly. And suddenly Father Gregory is kind of like, oh, fuck. Right. All right. You're probably right. Um, and he, he tells him, he's like, let me give you, let me read you your last rites. Right. Because I think that's why you're not at peace and this will let you go on your way. Um, We cut back to Dean, though, and he loses the guy. Dean is terrible at following people. Yeah. He follows, like, way too closely, but then he still, like, loses people. <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what are you but doing? But then he finds him again. <laughs> I know. Which, like, how did you do that? <laughs> so... Does Dean come up on the dude, the date rapist, or does it go back to Father Reynolds? Well, because it went, you kind of like stepped across it because it goes to, after we see that it's just Father Gregory is when we cut back to Dean. Losing the guy? Well, he sees her being picked up, but then he follows them and trails them and loses them. And then uh, we cut back to the church where uh, Father Reynolds tells Father Thomas that men cannot be angels. Okay. So... Then Dean comes up to the guy who's being a total date rapist and he just stops and starts kissing her and she pushes him off. And he's like, I'm sorry, I haven't done this before, which just makes him even that much creepier. Well, you know? I don't, 
think this was really a date rape type situation. I think this was more like a rape type situation. I think this right. was something he planned. Well, yeah, but it just that's makes. What he means. I'm just saying it makes right. it creepier. When yeah, you're like, no, I'm sorry, totally. I haven't done this before. Oh, right. My bad. You haven't raped and murdered before. <laughs> Let me walk you through it. Um. But obviously, Dean is able to find him in time and stops it. He beats the guy up and gets the chick out, and the guy drives off. And I like that he made sure she had a cell phone and everything before yeah. he just left her there. Right. <laughs> He's like, call 911. And he follows the dude. Yep. Uh, and then this is when we go back to the church for Father Reynolds, right? Give yeah. Him the last rites. Yeah. Um, and he tells the archangel Raphael to open the way and does all that. And I think it's really cool that Father Reynolds got a witness the actual like what actually happens when you read a, right. a spirit their last right. rites, like what actually happens to the spirit and the, the person you're talking to. That was pretty cool. I'm yeah, I'm sure that pleased him immensely. Yeah, definitely. So do you think this is what they could do with all vengeful spirits? Just read them their last rites and they would all, you know, have to dig up the body and burn it, like or would that only work because they're Catholic? Like I don't know. Is it? I didn't. I. I didn't know if it was a Catholic thing or if it was specifically a priest thing. Well, you have to be an ordained priest to read someone their last rites. But I, I think it's. I'm pretty sure that only the Catholic Church actually does that. Right. Well, I meant I didn't know if it was just a priest thing of being oh, being no. able to be released by. Oh writing. no! Yeah, in Catholicism, uh, anyone gets read. Their, no, no, no. Their I know rites. everybody gets read. I'm just saying in the vengeful spirit world, if right? It was right. just because. A priest clearly in this situation has more power than a regular vengeful spirit. Right. Um, I don't know. But that would be interesting. Yeah. Because apparently, according to you, they are all ordained because what they can... What do you can... mean, according to me? It's not like I made that up. <laughs> I'm not saying you are. I just thought it was funny that that was what we <laughs> talked about. And me and Adam were like, what are you talking about? And you're like, obviously, they bless holy water. Uh, well, that's the whole thing. And we were thing. like, Everybody's I guess like, you're right. But we never saw it happen. I'm like, you don't have to see it happen. That is the reveal. Like The fact that they were able to sanctify water means that they're ordained priests. Like, right. it's, I mean, That's God. what I'm saying. According <gasps> to you. It just drives me crazy. Apparently, they could also read last rites as long as the dead person was Catholic. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it, would it only work if they were Catholic or is last rites something that would just work? We'll never know. I mean, demons aren't Catholic, but holy water works on them. <laughs> that's true. Anyways. We should write them a letter. Hey, for season 12, can right, you, can you like clarify rites? for us if this would work with other people besides... Catholic priests. <laughs> so Father Thomas appears and disappears in a blaze of light, and Dean is having an intense car chase with the killer guy with like the most fishtailing I've ever seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> then um, the guy, the killer, slams on his brakes as a truck comes into his path, and a pole flies from the truck and goes through the windshield and kills the killer guy. And Dean's like, holy shit. Kills the killer guy. Yeah. Did you ever see Half-Baked? Yes. They killed killer. <laughs> That's so sad. I think it was more complicated than that. Sorry. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, so. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> I'm out. Um, as um, with, the, with the poll thing. That was another little one of Leanna's personal stories. My mom and I were driving back from Denver. <laughs> Uh, we had just gone to a, a football game there, and 
we're driving down I-25 and there's a lot of traffic and it's very, very windy. There's a part between Denver and Colorado Springs that is always really windy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the truck in front of us has like these really long poles and it's whatever, but they're not tied down. And so seriously, one of them gets blown like off the truck and it like flips towards us to like, like my mom's like, I saw it like straight, like coming straight at me, like straight at my face, this pole. And then the wind caught it and like blew it out of our path. But oh my God, almost that exact thing happened to my mom. I would have literally had a heart attack. No, it was, we were terrified. Like it was fucking crazy. I was young. Probably anywhere from like ten to twelve ish, mm-hmm. and I watched this Lifetime movie on TV. Okay, it was really late at night. I was up, you know, just in my right. bed, and up later than I should have been probably. And it was just this really dumb made-for-TV movie. And all I can remember from it is there is a scene where a woman gets in an accident, and the truck in front of her had poles in it, and it shoots through the windshield and goes through her stomach. And kills her. And she was pregnant. Oh, God. And ever since... (laughs) I know. Ever since I've seen that movie, ever since I saw that movie, I've been terrified of driving behind anything with... With poles. Any kind of poles behind it. So anytime I see that, I immediately move. Change lanes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And if I was your mom at that point, I would have instantly lost my shit and probably died of a fucking aneurysm or something. I don't think you would have died of an aneurysm. (laughs) I probably would have just died of fear like Samara just showed up or something. Because I I wouldn't even have time to wait for the wind to pick it back up. I'd be like, all right, here it is. I knew this would happen. Well, yeah. I, I cannot drive behind poles. I can't do it. Anyway. So Dean shows back up at the motel. Sam is like pretty down um, because he wanted to believe uh, so badly. And because it's so hard, it's so damn hard what they do. They're all alone. And he's more concerned about his destiny. He he was hoping that there was someone other than Dean watching out for him. Right. Um, so that he doesn't turn dark. And if he does that, Dean would have somebody there to help him, you know. Right. With whatever needed to be, ha- with whatever needed to happen. Um, and I think Dean's finally understanding why this is also important to Sam because he's been very dismissive of this type of attitude right that Sam has had but I think now it's kind of well I think yeah I think Sam saying you know maybe I could have been saved or maybe I can be saved right I think that kind of nailed it in for him at the end of that little speech that Sam had about the wanting the angel to be real right um but then Dean tells him he's like um, I wouldn't have believed how he died if I didn't see it with my own my own eyes. And Sam's like, "What do you mean?" And he for is silent forever. And then finally, he says, "God's will." Right. So he's clearly coming on board, at least for the sake of his brother. You know, he's letting that in a little bit more. Right. He's opening up to that being a possibility. Well, and I think also just seeing something so incredible. Right. Kind of. With the way the whole investigation had been going, it was just a, a very right weird way to end it all for him. I Absolutely. I just I like this scene because this is something that we never see in the series anymore, and I wish I wish we did because like if this was like season six or seven, Dean actually questioning like his faith and actually oh, yeah. like 
understanding what Sam's going through. Like, I mean, they do brother bonding, but it's never like this anymore. Right. And I miss this kind of stuff. It is. Oh, and the absolutely great use of the soundtrack in this scene. Um, so the name of the episode, Houses of the Holy, is the name of a Led Zeppelin album. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, hang on, I have it here. Um, yes, Shannon, I'm trying to find my note because, oh, the seventh song on the Houses of Holy album is called No Quarter. Oh, geez, seriously. (laughs) Which is what he's listening to. On the bed. Oh, is that what he's listening well, to? Well, on his phone it says cashmere, but according to people, I, I wasn't really paying attention when we did the watch right. through, but um, according to people who have um, notated on this, is what you're hearing through his headphones, that's not the song that's playing. That's oh, okay. shown on his phone. Okay. Um, but apparently it is, and... Uh, I don't know. It's just funny that that album right. has a song called No Quarter on it. That is pretty funny. <laughs> With the whole magic finger bit. Um, I can't do that reference because it gives away a huge plot point <laughs> later on in the series. <laughs> um, yeah, this show is a little difficult to talk about. Oh, and if anyone cares to know, Dean's phone is a 2006 Verizon Chocolate. I couldn't, I couldn't care less, Jen. <laughs> I, just I do that remember. Was funny that that was. Do you remember note. the commercials for those phones? It was like the little phone coming up out of like a pool of chocolate. Oh. I don't know why you just made me think of that, and it has that gold frap song that I loved because of those commercials. So there, I love gold frap. I guess I do kind of care. Um, you're going really slow with the tidbits. I just thought I'd tell you that. Well, because I, I wrote everything down and then I realized later that, oh, crap, I can't talk about <laughs> half of these because they're a huge plot point, like spoilers for later in the season. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so that's really all I have for this episode then. Do you have a favorite moment? Um, probably the end where... You know, Dean is, like, opening up to the possibility mm-hmm. of there being good in the world. And, you know, Sam kind of being pulled back. Which I was going to ask you, do you think that has anything to do with what happens to him in the beginning of the next episode? Him hmm, kind of losing his faith and being more open to, like, yeah. evil That's definitely a possibility. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of interesting that they ended it that way. and that, That's how it, it went into the next one. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Um, favorite but line. Yeah, that would be my my definitely. Well, what's your favorite moment? My favorite moment is when uh Father Reynolds is giving Father Gregory his last rites. Okay, it's a good scene. It is. I really like it. But that's just me and my weird thing with Catholicism. I love Catholicism. I think it's a beautiful religion, and it gets really bad rap. <laughs> yeah, I only dealt with it from the infant time of my life right until I was ten. And then we moved here for the first time, and my mom lost all religious. Right. Well, batched the Catholic. And, of course, as a child, I hated it. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go to church on Sunday <laughs> and sit, stand, and kneel, sit, stand, and kneel. And I really don't want to do Sunday school. Because we had to do church and Sunday school on Sundays, and 
and I also had to do it on Wednesdays as well. So oh, yeah. I was just like, you know, as a kid, I'm like, this is really taking away from my time. You <laughs> um, um, favorite line? Probably, wait, unicorns aren't real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is when Dean's being the magic fingers junkie. Because uh-huh. Sam didn't bring him any quarters. <laughs> and so Sam says, I'm not enabling your sick habit. You're like one of those lab rats that pushes the pleasure button instead of the food button until it dies. <laughs> and Dean's like, what? I eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, body count on this was three. So Gloria's kill, Zach's kill. And then the dude at the end. That dies from the pole. Right. What was your favorite song? Um, Shannon, you're gonna have to start writing favorites down. No, I did. I put well. I thought I put two because I really like knocking on heaven's door. Right. What is was the doors in this one? No, that's the next one. Okay, then that's just it. The okay. knocking on heaven door. Okay. Heaven's door. Me too. Um. Yeah, it's the next episode. I think I had two songs I couldn't really pick from. I just liked the scenes. Right. Anyway. Anyways. Um. I was reading this thing that has like tidbits and tropes of episodes in episodes and they Mm -hmm. do uh, one for supernatural um but at the end they have kind of like a body count thing but they did for the whole the series so far oh wow um at least 175 humans 12 ghosts five vampires two shapeshifters one demon one god did we kill Uh... the god so far (laughs) i'm still trying to figure out how we killed 175 humans Right, and it says for the series so far, um, unless they're talking about the entire series, but I don't know why they would have it in a season two recap. Well, I mean... For this specific episode, not just the season. Well, also because by now we've killed more than one demon. Haven't we? Well, I guess... Well, they haven't killed... The only demon that they killed was uh, the yellow-eyed's son or whatever, because... He shot him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Isn't isn't that the only one they've ever killed? Have they killed another demon? Because they never kill you. It's really hard to kill demons. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, in this, it's just one demon. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out is if they're doing the whole series or if they're just doing up to. Well, they have two shapeshifters, which was the Sherry shapeshifter and the Dean shapeshifter. Right. But I don't think they kill any other ones after that. Twelve ghosts. Well, I mean, we are looking at a season and a half, so that seems realistic. Right. Uh, one rock shasha. shasha. Rock shasha? <laughs> one raw head? I don't know what, what that is. What is that? One strigo, one windigo, one zombie. So the rest of those seem legit. Fine. I don't know what a raw I, head is. When did any like large group of humans die? Those are, oh, the Krautalan virus. Probably, yeah. Okay. Okay. That must be what it is. Sorry, I got hung up on the humans thing. That's like, fine. When did 175 humans die? It says at least 175. Right. So, so it's I think definitely it's definitely a. Yeah. I, it's got to be the Croatoan virus. But one god? Are we missing something? I mean, um, it, I mean, it could be like a demigod. I think maybe because. Right. Have we seen the trickster yet? No, we no, haven't, huh? We have not. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I'll have to look at that later. Yeah. I'm sure it's there. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I can't think. The only thing I can think of off the top of my head is the Fenrir, the the wolf. But that's not thing. who they end up killing. No, no, right? and that was just the Hellhound. Right. That they were talking about right. anyway. So. And they don't even kill that. I don't know. Hmm. I'll have to look back and see what god they would have killed at this yeah. point. Because, I mean, I know they kill at least one demigod, but it might be two. Yeah, I don't know. Alright, so, so we will be back for Born Under a Bad Sign. It's getting dark, too dark to see. I feel I'm knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Okay, so 14th episode, Born Under a Bad Sign, directed by J. Miller Tobin and written by Katherine Humphreys. So we have a scene where Dean is pretty frantic. He's parked, I think it's like under a bridge of some kind. Uh, He's talking to Ellen on the phone and he's looking for someone and eventually you find out that he's trying to find Sam. Um, And the line rings or his call waiting line rings and he switches over and it's Sam. Uh, We don't really hear Sam saying anything. And when they hang up, we just see Sam putting his phone down and he has blood all over his hands. Um, And then we cut to the title card. One thing I really liked about the opening is it was really good editing um, with how they edit the audio and the cuts back and forth with visuals. Cause like, Dean's lines always ended after they'd cut to the next shot of him. Mm-hmm. So it was it added to the whole kind of urgency of everything. They and did like that, the confusion. They did that really weird like like um, snapshot kind of yeah. shooting. Yeah. Where instead of it like fading into the next scene or you know the next cut or whatever, it was very abrupt. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. So he's driving to Twin Cities. Um, or Twin Lakes, and the it's really funny because if you're watching when the scene of Dean driving into Twin Lakes is the same footage from Phantom Traveler and also Home used in the oh, first episode okay. or first excuse me first season, um, so you can actually see Sam in the car <laughs> <laughs> even though he's on his way to go rescue Sam or you know. Find Sam, I guess. <clears throat> anyway, I Good just eye, that was kind of funny. Um, so he gets to the motel, and Sam's kind of like out of it, and he's covered in blood, but none of it's his, and he does not remember anything. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Dean comes in. Dean comes in, and he's like, "Yeah, you're checked in as I don't remember the name, but he's like the scariest part about this." Oh yeah, is you're a bonjo, <laughs> And then there's this just retro, like, fish decor. Yeah, what is that all about? That I read weird. this thing about how it was supposed, they, they thought it was, um, like, supposed to be uh, signs of Sam is 
got like on a fish hook and they're they're fishing for the truth. And I was just oh like, my god, Jesus that's grasping Christ. at straws. <laughs> let's, let's settle down. Yeah, it's just a typical supernatural motel, right? Which like is that's really absurd. all it is. Uh, yeah. So the most recent memory he has is a week ago. Um, nobody at the hotel has really seen him doing anything, uh, but they do see blood on the window. Which implies that he climbed back in through the window and probably left through the window also, which is kind of weird. Right. And so Sam's freak starts to freak out that he's going dark. Which and, is a reasonable thing to, right. to think. And, and Dean's like, let's let's settle down. Let's just treat this like any other job before we, you know, jump to conclusions. So uh, he... Dean takes him out walking to see if he recognizes anything. And Sam gets a familiar feeling at a storage unit. And he happens to have the key in his pocket. And I was like, wouldn't you guys have just done that first? Checked pockets for any kind of clues? Like receipts? That's true. Hmm. I I didn't even think about that. You're a much better hunter than I am, Shannon. (laughs) So here's what I wonder is during this whole scene, is this really Sam remembering no. Like, does she let him... How do you know? Does she just, like... I mean, if if it's not, he's she's playing up the confusion part pretty fucking well. Well, yeah. I 100% believe Meg is behind the entire thing, and she's trying to be... Because um, she's in total control, because I think right. if she let Sam get any control at all... I mean, as far as we've seen so far, people don't have amnesia when they come back from... It no they, the girl that they have moments they're like well, and that's I was what here. Sam says yeah right um, but they've um, you know they've all it was like they were driving somebody was driving and they were watching right so Sam you know maybe would have said something if she gave him any ounce of control like I saw what I did because oh, he tells okay. him that later in the car oh I see what you're saying but anyways, okay so I think she's doing it specifically to guide him to what Sam did okay so that he can look so it can look like Sam is actually going dark I see because he did something okay. terrible because her whole plan is to get Dean, Dean to, to kill Sam. Sam right I 100 I mean and it's Meg well yeah she just wants to fuck with so him that's like her favorite thing to do she's really good at fucking with them dude she's she very has smart Sam nailed that's all I gotta say is like right. that is the best Sam impression I've ever seen um I do really like that Dean's not jumping to conclusions Right. Because uh, it's pretty obvious that that's what Sam wants him to do. Right. And um, also, it has to make you wonder that he's probably not a Bon Jovi fan. Cause oh, Meg's a Bon Jovi she fan. Did the, she did the checking <laughs> in, not Sam. Um, Spoiler, guys, it's Meg. <laughs> so anyway, um, so they find the storage unit. They open it up. It's a blue bug. And Dean's like, I hope you didn't steal, steal this. <laughs> And then he finds the menthols. And he's like, this is really disturbing. Right. <laughs> um, but they find blood and they find a knife in the back seat, And they also find a gas receipt. So they go to that gas station. And as soon as they go inside, they the clerk tells Sam to leave immediately. <laughs> or he's calling the cops. <laughs> yeah. The popo is going to be here in five minutes the or whatever. Who says that? <laughs> Kids in the early 2000s. I guess. The popo. Um, the clerk is like, yeah, he came in here all drunk, grabbed a 40, started so chugging, chugging it, and then it. threw it at my head. Right. And Dean's like, this guy? You drink malt liquor? Wait, this guy? <laughs> You're talking about this guy. It's like, yeah. It's like, you saw him smoking? 
Oh my god, that part is so What does funny. he say? He's like, do you think I'm speaking Urdu? What the fuck is that? I think it's like the typical, like, stereotypical, like, Indian, uh, like, 7-Eleven oh, shopkeeper. okay. Like in okay. Uh, The Simpsons. Right, right, right. And in order to... And I don't know, but I was reading that they did that in order to um, uh, to bypass the stereotype. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Gas station person. Okay. I was like, but then they threw in their language, <laughs> so they didn't really bypass. No, it. not really. <laughs> but anyways, um, so Dean, he, you know, Dean has Sam go wait outside, and he gives the clerk money for information, essentially. I really hope that one of these days I have information that somebody needs because apparently you can make a lot of fucking money that way. Right? <laughs> oh, it's all coming back, back to me, me now. He got Maybe. two packs of cigarettes. <laughs> and I'm really glad that Dean took the candy bar <laughs> at the end. <laughs> me too. So the guy tells him he went north on Route 71 straight out of town. So they just start driving and... Um, Dean is like, this doesn't even sound like this sounds, like <laughs> this sounds more I like do. me than you, right? <laughs> but um, Sam, quote unquote, Sam suddenly remembers. Oh, this street, this road, street. turn right. I don't know how. I just remember. And they get to a house, which is obviously like pretty high security, right? Especially for being out in the middle of nowhere. So they, Sam finds that the. Um, Windows been broken, so they go in. Uh, they find the house is in total shambles. Like, yeah. There's definitely been a fight in there, and then they find a guy who is dead in the office. And, and Sam, I did this. Yeah, Sam immediately freaks out, and Dean's like, "Whoa, maybe Let's it was self defense." Down, right? <laughs> maybe he's a bad guy, right? Um, and so they notice that they're well. First, Sam um, breaks open the the like closet cabinet thing oh, and they realize the that he's, a, he's hunter. a hunter right and he's like holy shit i killed a hunter and dean's like well let's find out and there's a security camera so they watch and they actually watch sam just straight up murder this dude they he beats him up and then slits his throat which purposefully in front camera. of the camera yeah. and when i was watching it this time i was like it must have taken all of meg's self-control not to look straight at the camera after she killed him exactly and like <laughs> wink right i'm like because that was her favorite thing to do is to taunt the winchesters and right. so kudos to meg for keeping her cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so steve wendell is the name of the guy who's dead the hunter and steve, uh sam is actually right this part okay so i had to go and like look this up Okay. When you went to go get your coffee, because I was like, hang on a second. So he's li- Sam is reading a letter that he finds on Steve's desk, right. and it's from his daughter, from who's in college. Right. And it's, she's away at college thanking him for sending her a package, including waterproof pajamas. Are you kidding me? <laughs> waterproof pajamas? <laughs> I was like, hang on a second. Did I really say that? I have to look this up. <laughs> Hey, Dad, thanks for the waterproof pajamas. In college. What the fuck? Yeah. So I was <laughs> okay, like... Okay, maybe she goes camping a lot? Maybe she wets the bed? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe her, I just thought maybe that her was... dorm roommate likes to play a lot of tricks on her and dumps water in her bed while she's right, sleeping. Yeah. I mean, God. Who knows? I just thought that was really funny. That is really funny. I'm also really glad that Dean... Shows a lot of concern about them leaving traces 
at the yes. house. I was like, finally, finally, you're right. back to yourself. Okay, we're starting to worry about fingerprints. He's and, cleaning everything, yes. and then he like he specifically said, "Wipe your fingerprints." So we're gonna leave. Yeah. And, and, and erase the video. Right. And he smashes the computer. Which does nothing. <laughs> that does fucking nothing. Like, you can smash that computer till you're blue in the face. Unless you, like, crack open the fucking hard drive, you're not doing shit. <laughs> Dean so, is not good with computers. But Sam should have done something with Indiana's well, not Sam. So. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah, it's that explains Nick. a lot, actually. I'm like, dude, Sam. Like, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's. Because it's Meg being mopey Sam, which she does very well. There's a good possibility that she didn't clean up his prints either, so that maybe the hunters will be on his trail That's later. True. Who knows? Um, so they go back to the hotel, and Dean's like, let's get a couple hours of sleep, and then we're going to put this town in our rearview mirror. And Dean's and Sam's like, no, <laughs> you need to kill me right now because... You, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody else, and I definitely don't want to hurt you. And he puts a gun in Dean's hand, and Dean's like, no. No. I'm not going to fucking kill <laughs> right. you. Like, we haven't even, re- like, looked into this. Like, we don't even know what's going there's on. There's got to right. be something going on yeah. like, that's not you. And he's just like, no, you're going to kill me. So and he knocks him out. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, because, like, even uh, – Given the number of times that Sam has talked to Dean about Sam, Dean having to kill him at some point, I, you can kind of see Dean's, like, not even surprised right. that this is the conversation they're having. And yeah. I would just like to say, if I was in Dean's situation, I would have been, fucking do it yourself. Right. If you think you need to die, do it yourself, because I'm not going to do it. But, yeah, then he knocks Dean out. Yeah, he tells him, you'll live to regret this, and knocks him out and leaves. And Dean wakes up to the hotel manager, like, banging on the door and letting himself <laughs> in. And he's like, you need to leave. These people want need their room. And it's just... A guy in his hooker. And he's like, yeah, I, I bet, I they, bet do. they do. I bet they So, the... Where are we? So, oh, he asked the manager if he saw the guy, if he was with, where he went. And he's like, he just left earlier in your car. Um... And then Dean's like, well, can I use your computer? And he's like, what? Why, Why would I let you use my computer? But he lets him, and he's on the phone. Because he gave him a wad of cash. Right. He's on the phone um, with the cell phone company telling him that he lost his, or his son didn't come home because he went to go see a Justin Timberlake concert. And whoever he's on the phone with apparently really likes Justin Timberlake because yeah. then Dean is like, yeah, he's a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he's just, he gets a password from them to find, to get the GPS turned on on Sam's phone. Uh, which is stupid, but anyways, <laughs> gotta find him somehow. Yeah. And he's in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, which is a pretty far way to go for a concert, as right. the operator likes to point out. And this is what I was saying from the last episode is where the, uh, Mahagoff Comes back? Is on the computer screen uh, for Dean's okay. account. Okay. That's his last name. Hmm. Um, so we go and we see Sam. He's at the Sandpiper, which is where Joe now works. And she's closing up. And Sam says he's there to, like, square things away with her. And, you know, he wants to have a beer and talk. And she sees that he has, like, some kind of brand or burn on his farm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, just to run in with the stove. At which point... You know, as an audience, you're like, hmm, something's, something's fishy. <laughs> and I... Fishy, like the fish in the motel. Oh, that's what it is. And he's at like a fishing dock now. Yep. You're, They're just you figured stringing it out, him Anna. along. I got it. 
Um, and that's something else I wrote down for my notes here is that if I was Sam, I would get so sick of people always asking me, so where's Dean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, everywhere Sam shows up by himself, so where's Dean? Well, they are together all the time. Know, but it's like, God, it's never, hi, Sam, how are you? True. Hey, Sam, where's Dean? <laughs> oh, God, my back. Okay, so Sam tells Joe that she's holding a torch to Dean and that Dean doesn't think of her that way. He thinks of her more as a little sister and that she's like a schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. And then Dean, Sam gets all fucking weird and he's like, I care about you care about you a lot yeah and he like won't let her go and it gets all rapey and you're like what it gets the weird fuck? yeah i was like holy shit this is i'm uncomfortable and then it's even more bizarre when you find out it's meg you're like what were you doing <laughs> like see and to me i was like oh it was meg <laughs> well it's just weird that she's trying to be all rapey with joe and i guess like is she thinking that her plan's gonna succeed and she just wants joe to think he was a fucking creep when he died or what I, I think know. it's just Meg likes to fuck with physically people. hurt people. <laughs> well, no, I'm not talking about the hurt. I know you're talking about out. the rapey. Yeah, and that was just. I was but like, I think it was weird. just to make Sam because Meg's whole point in this episode is to make it look like Sam's slipping down the dark side path, and I think right. that was just to make that point drive that point home. Right. So he knocks Joe out, and when she wakes up, this is what I wrote down is. She wakes up to Sam putting on The Doors, The Crystal Ship. I love that song. Which was so good Yeah, for this scene. It really was. And I really, you know, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite songs in this. Um, it adds a very sinister kind of tone to the song. Because it's always been a really, oh, it's like a little love song. And then when they played it for this, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, no. holy shit. <laughs> it makes it a whole different, gives it a whole nother Yeah, meaning. it really does. Um. And Sam is asking uh, Joe what she knows about her father's death. And she tells him as far as she knows, John and Bill were in California and Bill was bait for the Hellspawn. And when John got too eager, the Hellspawn killed Bill. And um, Sam's like, no, you have it wrong. Your father was just injured by the Hellspawn, but he wasn't killed. My father actually killed him to put him out of his misery like a sad little puppy shot him in the head. And, you know, which obviously, obviously upsets her. Yeah. Kind of. Um, but then he's like, well, just like father like daughter uh, or father like son, I'm going to use you as bait. Right. And that's just when, like, Dean is walking in and he gags her. When he gags her, Dean walks in and he plays the whole, you got to kill me now, Dean. Right. I can't stop myself. Which was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Instant, like, holy yeah. shit. Obviously something's going on yeah. here. <laughs> but Dean throws holy water on Sam. And you're like, oh, oh he's possessed. Okay. Right. Okay. I get it. <laughs> and I love how Dean, like, seriously doesn't give a fuck if Joe's okay. Yeah. He, like, unties yeah. her and just takes off. And Joe's yeah. like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, so he was he possessed? Was possessed? <laughs> Dean's, like, running away from right. her. <laughs> um, so Dean is walking out through the back and... They're in, like, that weird fishing dock area. Right. And they're both, like, talk yelling at each other. And Dean asks, so who are you? And he's like, I have a lot of names. Demons love saying that. No, They say it all the time. <laughs> like, no, your name is just Meg. But <laughs> I think they do have a lot of well, names. They, you they know, have a lot but... of meat suits, which right, but they all keep... also add to their names. Yeah. They all tend to keep one name, though, but. Right. 
I wonder what Meg's real name was. Me too. We never know. Mm -mm. Um, anyway, so the we find out that Demon has been in Sam since Sam disappeared and was trying to push Dean to waste Sam. Right. Um, and <laughs> what did she say? You couldn't resist my dewy sense. Well, no, she said that's what she says when she's going to go hunt all the other hunters down Mm -hmm. is that they'll uh, one look at Sam's dewy sensitive eyes and the letter right (laughs) in the door so she can just go kill as many hunters as she wants. I love that part. Yeah, Sam's dewy sensitive eyes. Just the way they write for Meg is so perfect. It is. I love it. We know. (sighs) I try not to gush, but I do. Um, So they get separate or... Uh, Sam Demon runs off and Sam Demon, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dean goes to follow and he doesn't find him and then he turns around and Sam is there and he shoots him and Dean falls into the water. Then it cuts to Joe walking through the dock, calling Dean's phone, looking for him, and it she finally finds him lying face down because she hears his ringtone. Which is the same ringtone he had in No Exit with her. Mm-hmm. So she recognizes it. Um, and it's, a course has like a classic rock style, but it's not any It's just song. like a generic riff, it's, isn't it? What is it? Um, dang it. I thought I wrote it down. I guess I didn't. But it's a, a song that was, uh written actually by somebody on the show oh okay and it has a name i'm sure it does anyway but it has similarities to cream and deep purple yes it does but anyway uh so she recognizes it finds him and helps him up and she then gets the bullet out of his shoulder and patches him up and which she does a really awful job yeah. of patching up dean i just want and to point she just that slaps out. a piece of gauze on there right and sends oh, him on his all right way. you're done he just he's like you're a butcher <laughs> and i do want to point out that dean treats joe in the scene exactly how meg describes how he feels about her right so and that's with whole ugh, joe is all do demons sometimes tell the truth oh really are we 14 yeah. right like <laughs> and then he leaves and he's like i'll call you later and she's all no you won't which we all know you won't <laughs> Even when he said that, I'll call you later. I was like, and then she's like, no, you won't. I was like, yeah, no, he's not calling you. So it was a firework. All right. Anyway, so Dean or Sam's going up to the um, nearest hunters, which is Bobby. And Sam is trying or Dean is trying to call him, but Sam cuts the phone line. Right. But. I don't know. Bobby has a cell phone, so but maybe that's they don't have that number. Anyway, Sam shows up and Bobby gets him a beer, laces it with holy water, because you can't con a con man. Bam! Knocks him out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Bobby, you get him. That was awesome. So Sam wakes up in a tied to the chair in a doubles trap, which is exactly where they had Meg the first time. Yep. Or when they exercised her. Yep. Um, and Dean throws a buck, an entire bucket of holy water on her. Um, and then they start, Bobby starts doing the exorcism, but then he stops because she starts laughing and she's like, I've learned some new tricks, which 
I mean, I think they need to give demons a little more credit because at this point, I think demons know that if they're going to possess a Winchester, it's almost guaranteed that they're going to be exercised. So they would probably have a plan for that. You would think. I mean, Meg is, I think, smarter than your average demon. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. She does have a plan in place. The Mm -hmm. brand on his arm is actually, we find out, like a, a binding so that he can't or she can't be exercised. Right. Um. Oh, but before we find that out, he's asking her about the master plan. And that's when Bobby stops because she starts laughing. And she's like, I don't give a rat's ass about the master's plan. Right. And then that's when she's like, I've learned some new tricks. And they see the brand. And then she speaks some incantation and makes the devil's trap break. She does the thing that Leanna She flings them all into the wall. Into the wall. And then she goes and she starts beating the fuck out of Dean. I mean, like, the shit out of Dean. <laughs> and Bobby shows up behind and, and uses, like, a hot iron to disrupt the brand. And she just bounces out right away because she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and D- Sam, like, comes to and he's like, did, did I, I miss anything? <laughs> Dean just punches, punches him. him. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was a little unfair. <laughs> <sighs> I thought it was funny because not that Sam had any control of it, but he did shoot him and then kick his ass. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then the guys are there like nursing their wounds and Bobby comes out and he's like, so I was just told about Steve. Do you guys know anything about that? And Dean is like, no, sir. And Bobby obviously doesn't believe him, but But he's he's like, like, keep keep it it that that way. way. Yeah. (laughs) Because these hunters are out for blood and they're not going to listen to any kind of reason. Um... Also, when they're leaving, Bobby gives them the anti-possession charms. Yay! Yay! The anti-possession symbol comes to life. <laughs> but I love it. He's like, this will help from this getting that stop demon. Them from getting back up, up in here. here. <laughs> Dean's like, that sounds vaguely naughty or dirty. Dirty. <laughs> thanks. And then in the Impala, we find out that Sam was awake during Meg killing Steve and, you know, watched his life you know mm-hmm. fade out of his eyes and dean's like wow that must have been really awful and it sounds like that's not the point <laughs> you didn't kill me you still wouldn't kill me right and dean's like well it was the right move you weren't you right and sam's like well what about next time when it is me and <clears throat> dean explains to him that sure dad told me to kill you if i couldn't save you but i'm not gonna not i'm not gonna ever stop trying right basically and then Sam's like, okay, whatever. And they kind of just sit there in silence. And then Dean just chuckles. Oh, my God, Dean. <laughs> and Sam's like, what? You full on had a girl inside you for a whole week. It's pretty naughty. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dean, really? <laughs> oh, my God. I love it so much. It's like a 12-year-old. <laughs> I know. It's great. <clears throat> um, oh, Richard Sambora. Is the name of the guitarist for Bon Jovi, which is the name that she used right. at the hotel. I just couldn't remember earlier. Anyway, um, did you have? Um, I we I just kind of was trying to get through the story. That's it. I really really <laughs> like that we get to see Jared play a lot of different characters. Oh yeah. Um. Because he does a really good job of it. He does. Um, you get to see that a lot in the series. And he, he does, like, the whole just, like, 
flips switch like immediately really oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Like when he goes from being like Sam and Sam to being like Meg. Right. Um and just back and forth like that, he does a really good job. Um, Meg being Sam. And that's what I crazy Sam. I put what was my note note? Uh, getting to see Jared play Sam playing Meg playing Sam. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty cool. It is good. Um, Some fucking Inception shit going on right Right. There. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he just makes the best faces. Like, when he first shows up at the bar and he sees Meg, or not Meg, he sees Joe, uh-huh. and she's got her back to him in the way he's just, like, looking at her, I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Quit being such a fucking creep. <laughs> like, that creepy. Is, that is really creepy. Um, and then we already talked about how violent that one scene was. And then I really just have some, like, other quotes that I like. And, yes, they're Meg quotes. Obviously. Right. So. The title of this episode is actually a Cream song. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's a... It's a 68. Released in 68, the song. Of the yeah. same name. All right. Um, the deer head in Steve Wendell's home mm-hmm. is the same deer head in Nightmare. The Benders, Salvation, Everybody Loves a Clown, and Playthings. Really? It shows up a lot, just like that Starburst clock shows up a lot. Huh. So, there's a couple well, of props that I really like to use. Um, oh, I that was loved... the other one I wanted. See, I'm trying to like go through my notes, but I'm not getting very far. Um, like, where we see Jared playing different characters, but we don't with Jensen. Mm-hmm. And I really like that, too, because, like... Dean is just, like, so perfect. You know what I mean? Like, he just does Dean, like, so fucking well. Like, even this so early perfect. on in the series. Oh, shut up. Um, but even this early on in the series, he has, like, a lot of nuances and, like, things that you see Dean doing all the time that are the kind of, like, natural things that people do without realizing it, you right. know? Um, Dean already has those developed, like, very early on. Well, I so. also think... Um... Just as far as Dean's character, nothing to do with, like, the actors themselves. But I think mm-hmm. Dean's character was for, far more developed than Sam's was mm-hmm. just from the get-go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because I think they were still kind of trying to map out how they wanted Sam to be. And I think the actors had a lot to do with that part. Yeah, you know, definitely. Coming into it. Yeah. Really making it their own and kind of going in their own directions with how they read them. Mm-hmm. And obviously the directors are liking it. The well, yeah. The directors are liking it because they kept it going. But I just felt, especially like, I mean, I think we talked about this with Adam in the season finale of one where we felt that Sam was a bit weaker as far as like his full character development where we already know what Dean, you know, Dean is this. He's an innate right. hunter. He likes pie. He likes girls. You know, well, whatever. And then yeah. Sam is still kind of like, we're still learning a lot about him. He was right. in school. He doesn't want to be a hunter. He's going to be a hunter. Like, there's just more to Sam than there is to Dean. Right. As far as like yeah. character development. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. Dean is perfect. And Sam is amazing yeah. at Doing the whole because, like I said, we see we see several Jared more times do it all the time. Yeah, coming up <laughs> as different types of people. So, but Misha, oh yeah, well, is even better. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> We're gonna have to start doing two separate episodes or one episode per, per podcast at right. that point. Yeah, 
So we're gonna have you're gonna have to like gag me to shut me up when we get to that point. I know. I'm gonna be like, Lana, I'll sorry, stop, sorry, stop. How long have I been talking for? <laughs> the podcast is already done. We can't. We talk. stopped recording like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, um, you pick out your favorite moment. Uh, my favorite moment is uh, <coughs> the scene where. Meg and Dean are hunting each other at, by the pier, and they're talking to each other. Okay. That whole dialogue that they have before she shoots them. Um, I really like that. I think that was when the first time I was watching it, I was like, mm, I think this is Meg. And then, yeah, it turned out that it was right Meg. But. Um, I guess I'd have to go with the one at the end when they're in the car, and we kind of know everything, and they're talking, and, you know, Dean's just like, I'm not going to kill you. Right. I mean, I'm just promise, never going to do it. That's yeah. not happening. <laughs> yeah. And he is fucking totally honest. When he says he'd rather die. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. That was Here pretty. Here we go. Yeah. Um, but it just, it like we were just talking, it bleeds more into their character and they really fucking stick with it. Yeah, they do. Like these yeah. guys hold on to something that they said from season one and they just go with it. And that's it. Yeah. To the point where you want to like punch their fucking right. faces. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking stop. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked that. Mm. So for my favorite lines, when I was picking a favorite line, I made myself find a line that was not spoken by Meg. To pick as my favorite. But I do want to quote a Meg line, too. So, um, favorite line uh, is Dean, um, when they're back at the hotel after they've seen the video of Sam killing the hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean says, yeah, it might have been you, but it wasn't you. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, that just made me laugh. Might have been you, but it was wasn't you. you. I mean, it was you. I mean, you, it was you, but, but... Yeah, I love that part. <laughs> I also really like the 12-year-old joke at the end where he's like you had a girl yeah. like, I also really liked Bobby's line where he's like you can't con a con man yeah because we're like man Bobby's awesome yeah I love Bobby I was so happy when he came back I was really hoping that he would be around for more and he was yeah I do like uh when Meg tells Dean back from the dead starting to become a thing for you like a cockroach yeah which, Which I, he hasn't when, died yet. Right, okay. I was wondering if he had. He was chased by a reaper. Yes. And then he um, obviously should have died, but his dad gave up. Oh, okay. I see what she's saying then. I was wondering. I was like, when did he die? I mean, the being chased by a reaper thing and him almost dying are basically the same thing. Right. But there were two instances, or I guess technically one instance there where he was very much going to die right and then she thought he died when she shot him in the shoulder oh right so okay because she says um when bobby's like where's dean he's like oh he's with a girl in a 12 pack he's way over over his his, head yeah and way over his head so he was you know she's thinking he's He's dead the fucking lake way okay with water way over very subtle pun there yeah um did you have other lines? That was... No, that was all. Okay. I, I could if you want, but I don't think you want me to. <laughs> Do you want to wanna just list the rest of Meg's lines? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, um, there's... Well, the whole time she's talking to Joe, I could recite that whole scene. She's just, just so... Print out she's, like, script. just so quippy with her. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it's, it's pretty funny. Like, when she's like, you're not even Sam. Don't be so sure about that. Answer the questions. <laughs> um... 
I really liked the Doors song. Yeah. I thought it was perfect and wonderful, and it sounded great. I also really liked when they started to play R.O. Speedwagon at the end. At the end, yeah. I really like the opening to that song. It's just yeah. like a really nice, like, oh, this it is does. a good song. Yeah, I went with the Doors. Um, The body count in this was one, so just the hunter. Wendell. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's it. Did you have anything else for this episode? No. I mean, well, no. (laughs) Do you have anything else not related to Meg in this episode? No, I don't. Alrighty. Well, if you guys uh, aren't there already, check out the website, thewaywardfans.com, or email us, waywardfans at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, concerns, your thoughts, your feelings, let us know how we're doing, um, or let us know on other social media aspects. You can find us on Twitter at waywardfans underscore SPN, uh, and you can find us at, on Facebook, just waywardfans. Yes, we would love to hear from you guys. Yes, please join just us in conversation. Let us know that people are listening. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we have we have one guy out there who's been really cool, yeah. um, and I feel like shit right now because I don't remember his Twitter handle. Um but he's been awesome, and I want to thank you. I fuck. I yeah, can't remember it either. Dang it. God, we're such assholes. We're hot. We're gonna have to do a shout out on the next one. Yeah, we I really specifically should. Specifically notate that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Come we'll back next see week. You next week. Bye. Oh, tell me where your freedom lies. The streets are fields that never die delay